Forest fam, this one is for you. Today we are talking about all things Electric Forest. I have my friend, fellow YouTuber and Electric Forest veteran Ashley Gauthier on to share her best tips, advice, and stories from the forest. As someone who's about to attend their first forest, this conversation was so wonderful I can't even begin to tell you, so I hope you all find this episode helpful as well. Let's get into it. Hello, you guys. Welcome back to Rave Culture Cast, your weekly guide to the EDM community, music festivals, and more. I am your host, Emma Capotis. Thank you all so much for being here. Forest fam, we're talking about you today. <laughs> I could not be more excited to bring you guys this conversation today with my good friend Ashley. Seriously, you guys, I am attending my first forest this year. I have been waiting years to do this and finally experience it. I have all of the questions. I want to know all of the information. So I decided to do a fully dedicated episode to Electric Forest and I thought Ashley would be the perfect person to one, introduce you guys to and two, to talk to you about this. She has done the festival five times. This year will be her sixth time. So she has ample amounts of tips and advice and stories to share with all of us today. We talked for an hour and a half and then we hung up the phone and called each other again and then spoke for another hour and a half. So needless to say, this episode is jam-packed with information. It's going to be absolutely great. I cannot wait for you guys to hear the interview. Before we get started, you guys know the drill. Huge thank you for checking out the podcast. Uh, I would absolutely love it if you guys would rate and review if you are listening on Apple Podcasts. It is super helpful to me. It lets people discover the podcast when you guys throw some stars and leave reviews. So I really, really appreciate it. Um, also tag us on Instagram and on Twitter. Share a link with someone today. Um, the accounts you guys can follow are at Rave Culture Cast. That's at Rave Culture Cast on Instagram and on Twitter. And at Emma Capotis, E. E-M-M-A-K-A-P-O-T-E-S on Instagram and Twitter. And of course, you can follow along on my YouTube channel under my name, Emma Capotis. If you guys want to watch the episodes and see the interviews, go on and subscribe over there as well. We got a whole YouTube fam happening. So that is everything. Thank you guys so much. Tag a friend today. Spread the word about the podcast Tell your forest fam, you guys. That's the biggest thing. This is a huge resource if you guys are attending forest this year. So send it out to your fam uh, and hopefully they can get some beneficial information today because this is like going to be killing it. So I'm very excited. But before we get into everything, you guys, let's kick it off with our listener of the week. So if you guys are unfamiliar, every single week we want to highlight one of our listeners, one of the fans of the podcast. Um, you guys can send in nominations uh, of somebody you would like to nominate for listener of the week to raveculturecast at gmail.com. That is raveculturecast at gmail.com. Our listener of the week is somebody who is a good person. They are making an impact on your life or in this community. It's somebody we should be shouting out. So yeah, 
If you guys have a friend who has something big happening in their life, some exciting news, whatever it may be, we want to shout it out. So this week, I have a very special listener that I wanted to shed some light on. He is somebody that has been a supporter of mine for a while, and I actually had the pleasure of meeting him at EDC Las Vegas this year, which was a huge moment for me personally, but I just like will never forget that night as long as I live. It was like one of the most surreal moments and meetups that I've ever had. So at Adam underscore HTX 94. That's at Adam underscore HTX 94. I had to shout you out. It was way overdue. First of all, let me say that. Uh, he's a part of the fam. He's a part of the Anjuna fam. And he he's just regularly been in touch with me and his support means the world. Um, and he's always been so kind. So I just really want to shout him out. And I really, really appreciate you being a part of this family and being so supportive and sticking around with me and coming out to my meetups. Like it means the world for you to take time out of your very busy festival schedule to show up and hang out and wait on a line. Like it means the absolute world to me. So thank you so much. So at Adam underscore HTX 94, you are a listener of the week and I hope you have an incredible day today wherever you are listening from so you guys again please send in your nominations raveculturecast at gmail.com if you would like to have a shout out what else do i have for you guys um upcoming submissions so i am going to be doing a really fun episode that i kind of i've been meaning to do this one for a while but we're in full swing of festival season coming up right so festival lineups have been dropping like crazy. I feel like every week there's just multiple lineups dropping. It's so overwhelming. I don't even know what to buy tickets to anymore because all of them are fire and I cannot, literally cannot decide. So I want to do an episode all about if festival lineups really are that important to the overall experience of the festival. Because you know, People have a lot of opinions. Festivals drop and some people rip them apart. Some people love them. In general, they can just be controversial. Electric Forest being one of them. And at the end of the day, some people have the opinion that the lineup doesn't even fucking matter, right? Like how much does it matter? You're still going to go. You're still going to buy tickets. So I want to know your opinions on it. Please email me, raveculturecast at gmail.com. Does the festival lineup really matter? What do you think? I want to hear your opinions. Um, You guys can also always email me other episode ideas and suggestions, topics you want me to cover, people you want me to interview. Please email me. Um, Feedback is always welcome as well, you guys. So that is an open chain of communication if you want to get in touch with me, raveculturecast at gmail.com. All right. And of course, quick plug, if you guys want tickets to festivals, I am promoting through Pollen. So I have reduced rates, expedited entry, all kinds of cool stuff for, oh my gosh, Ubby Dubby, Bonnaroo, Lightning in a Bottle, Phoenix Lights, Elements Lakewood. Oh gosh, what else do I have? Governor's Ball, like so many different festivals, local shows to New York City and Brooklyn. DM me on Instagram at Emma Capotis if you want me to hook you up with any of those things. I'm more than happy to do that. Um, So yeah, so that's all I got. Now let's talk about today's episode because I want to get into this interview with Ashley. So really quickly just to talk about how I became familiar with Electric Forest and like what my history is with it. So one, I'm a stan of Pasquale Rotella. Absolutely in love with that man. I think he does incredible things for this community and the festivals he creates and his team create are top of the line, the most incredible experiences. I feel like they really put so much effort into what the experience is going to be like for the fans attending the shows. 
So Electric Forest is arguably one of the best insomniac events that they put on. It's been around for a while now. It takes place in Rothbury, Michigan. It is. Okay. So it's happening this year, June 25th to the 28th. Quick disclaimer, if you guys didn't get tickets, they have a wait list on their website. So and people sell their tickets, there's like plenty of ways to get them. Just make sure you're doing it through like a legitimate source. But anyway, I digress. So I became familiar with Electric Forest a while ago, but I, if you are familiar with me, I was very much on the EDC Las Vegas train and festivals are expensive and as I was getting into this scene and I was expanding the different festivals I attended, I just never had Forest on the top of my list. One, because it was a camping festival and I was more of like a hotel ass bitch. I was like, I'm not on the camping festival train. I haven't even done one yet. This will be my first camping festival. But over time, you know, I just became more and more interested in it. There's more coverage of it. More people were posting about it. I saw people's vlogs. I saw people's photos. And like once you see a picture of the forest at night, I feel like it's just the most incredible image. And I think, when was it? Within the last year and a half, I really solidified like, this is top of my bucket list like I have to do this festival it just seems like the most incredible community the most incredible vibes I've never heard a bad thing about it so yeah so that's when it like started to bubble up in me that I wanted to do this festival and then I had done EDC Las Vegas for five times in a row and this year going into EDC I knew that I was going to take a break in 2020 to attend Electric Forest instead. Now that was a personal decision. A lot of people do them back to back. But to me, they're both such big festivals. There are a lot of vacation days. They're expensive and they take a toll on your body. So to me, it was one or the other. And I personally am bowing out of EDC Las Vegas this year and taking a break and doing Electric Forest instead. So that's my background with it. That's like my history on how I feel about it. Um, I'm so pumped to do my first camping festival. I've camped a million times before. It's not like I'm far into it. I was a Girl Scout growing up. (laughs) My whole family was a scouting family. My brothers were Eagle Scouts. My dad was like a scout master. It was a whole fucking thing. I was a Gold Award Scout. I literally did it until senior year of high school. Yes, that might be a little lame, but I loved it. So whatever. (laughs) I got skills, yo. So Anyway, I know how to camp. I'm not like, that's not something that like terrifies me or anything. I'm so down for the whole like experience of the forest. But yeah, but I I just finally am so ready for the experience and the community. And now like as involved as I am with rave culture, it just seems like the perfect fit. So anyway, that was my very long way, winded way of saying that I'm so beyond excited. I am putting so much effort into this festival. There will definitely be content on my YouTube channel like, preparation tips and what I'm packing and that stuff I can't really speak to the festival experience because I haven't done it yet so next year I will have more videos on how to like actually prepare but you guys can stay tuned uh this leads me into my next point if you need any help with the planning process my girl Ashley Gothier that is A-S-H-L-E-Y and her last name is G-A-U-T-H-I-E-R. She has an incredible YouTube channel along with Vibe with Aid. She also has an amazing YouTube channel. They're both beautiful content creators, such good souls. And they both have done Electric Forest have amazing preparation tips, what to pack, like all the kinds of things, ticketing options, group camping, like anything you guys want to know, they have videos on it and they're continuing to put videos out. So they are an incredible resource on YouTube if you need more information about Electric Forest. Anyway, so I became familiar with Ashley, I'm pretty sure, through her 
forest videos because I want to say maybe a year ago, if it's been that long, I was starting to research the festival and eat. Aid could tell you if you asked her like I started texting her over a year ago before I even knew I was going to do the festival I was like what should I pack what should be on my to-do list and she was wonderful and was sending me like excel docs of things (laughs) but anyway I found Ashley through her YouTube channel and she has some really incredible videos you guys I love that she comes from a different background she's way more into bass music she is a major bass nectar fan so all my bass nectar fans you will love her channel she travels to his shows and loves him so it's cool she like has a very different um taste in music than me which I love and electric forest is like right up her alley like I said she's done it five times so that's how I became familiar with her it's been an absolute pleasure getting to know her and talk to her um we've all like really connected and it's been just like so nice having somebody to like talk to and bounce ideas off of who understands because they're a content creator as well in the same space so Ashley's been a really great friend and a really great resource and I'm so excited to introduce you guys to her and have her on today um so we talk about everything I picked Ashley's brain I asked every single question I have as a person who's never done forest so this is sort of like a guide this is a resource she tells stories she gives pointers like anything that you can think of we pretty much try to cover in this so with all that being said I want to welcome Ashley to the podcast go check out her YouTube channel go check out vibe with aids channel as well and her Instagram handle is at Ashley Gauthier again that's a-s-h-l-e-y-g-a-u-t-h-i-e-r go give her a follow and show her some love so with all that being said let's get into my conversation with Ashley I'm so excited to have you on here thank you so much for doing this oh thank you so much for having me I was so excited like (laughs) You're not just have goals that you, like you can't make happen yourself, but one of my goals for 2020 was to be on this podcast, and you asked me within like a couple of days. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> we're starting off the year on the right foot. Yes. I wanted, well, I wanted to have you on for a while for a couple of reasons, but um, you know, I definitely want to pick your brain about a couple topics today, and just in general. But yeah, to get started, I did a quick intro on you, but I just wanted you, you know, I don't know too much about you personally either. So I would just love for you to tell us like where you're from, what you do, a little bit more about you and your channel. All right. So um, my name is Ashley. I'm 24 to get super basic. Um, I'm from Massachusetts. I'm like 30 minutes outside of Boston. Lived there my whole life. Um, I went to the University of New Hampshire for like a year and a half for college and then I ended up transferring to the Fashion Institute of Technology. So I'm like well, pretty familiar with New York City as well. Okay. Um, not Probably not as familiar as you are, but I lived there for like two years. Nice. I also studied abroad in Australia because you did that too, right? Yeah, yeah, that's so funny. What city were you in? We did, we did Sydney for a week and then we traveled like up and down the East Coast. Like every week we were in a different city. So we did Melbourne, we did Cairns and like the capital, I think Canberra. Oh, I didn't go to Canberra, but I, I yeah. went to the other places as well. Okay. So I was based out of um, Melbourne, um, and then after school, I decided to apply to jobs out in LA because I kind of had like a dream of always like being out here. Um, crazy thing is, I had never actually been to LA till the day I moved. I had a job set up. I did everything like all virtually, and then I like literally just moved here with all my stuff and like breathed in the LA air, saw the landscape for the first time, like on my way to my apartment that I already paid for. Um, So yeah, I've been like, kind of like not going all out with YouTube, but like dabbling in it for a while. Mm -hmm. I got into YouTube in like 
2014 is kind of when I realized that there was like a community and like so many people on YouTube and then I just I didn't really know like what content was for me so I've tested out like a ton of different things just like New York City vlogs and like study abroad vlogs and things like that but I never really stuck with it until it kind of made more sense once I had I had one electric forest video that got like way more views than the rest I think I made that video in like 2017 okay but I didn't think that I had like enough of a story to tell about it like I didn't have the vision of like the way that I saw you and Aid eventually have this vision of like how you could incorporate festival life into your channel on a consistent basis without going to festivals every single week so once I saw you guys doing that it like inspired me so much to realize that I can do it I don't have to go to 52 festivals a year to like have enough um, information to give people Mm -hmm. so probably in like in the past year or so the beginning of this festival season, I was like, okay, I can do this. And I like started going all out. Obviously I've been to electric forest the most. So most of my videos are about that. And then also about like falling base nectar and stuff. Yeah. I was yeah. going to say, we could have a whole base nectar episode. <laughs> Cause I'm but sure we could. could. Yeah. 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 The okay. whole thing. Yeah, for sure. So this is so interesting. I forgot we had FIT in common too. Cause I almost went there. I paid my deposit there. No way. Yeah. And like, I don't know. It's just a great school, obviously, and their internships were a huge draw for me because I was a graphic design major. That's like what I wanted to do, and I was like, "Oh, mm-hmm. you would have such good opportunities, like getting into places with this background." And then I ended up pulling out like last minute. But so, would is your background in fashion, or like what was your degree that made you move to LA for? Yeah, so I went to school for fashion business management. I originally applied for like psychology classic. Like I didn't really okay. know what I wanted to do but I knew I loved like learning about psychology and about like people and stuff and after I applied to UNH and like decided I was going there I was literally like putting in my deposit it was spring of my senior year my dad was like you know you're like pretty you have like a pretty good eye you like clothes like why don't you try to do something with that so it's funny my dad actually put the idea in my head and then I decided I wanted to try to be um, a buyer because it's like a good mix of like creativity and like I'm not like a true artist I don't think so like I can't draw or like even like you you're so good with like makeup like I don't have that like thanks girl ability with my hands so okay. it was like, a way for me to be like creative but also it like combines it with numbers so it's not like all about creativity but it gives you that creative creative outlet right, um, right. so I went to I like eventually realized like I was never going to get an inter- internship in fashion in New Hampshire like that's just Mm -hmm. not gonna happen (laughs) I I always wanted to move to Boston after college but I was like you know what let's just like transfer now and then New York's like I have to go to New York I can't if I'm gonna do this like skip Boston go straight to New York yeah and now I'm like kind of in this place where I'm like kind of stuck like I have to be in LA or New York unless I like somehow like I would have to just go wherever a job took me like Mm-hmm. I'm kind of limited in that sense because of that so right, you're right. like you're pretty lucky that you chose not to do that because now you can live wherever you want right that's so funny I don't know why I had this impression you just give me such California vibes I thought you were from there originally <laughs> oh really yeah no no I actually like I had been to San Francisco twice before I moved here and I only moved here like a year and a half ago oh. yeah I like I feel like I like belong here. I never felt like that in New York and mm-hmm. I loved Australia and really didn't want to leave. I wasn't ready to leave, but I never felt like home there. Mm-hmm. California, I'm like, this like feels right finally. 
Oh, that's awesome. I'll definitely have to come and visit you because I've like, I've been there, but I was like 15. I didn't fully get to like actually experience the city and like what it would be like now. So I'm yeah. curious, like, are you living in like the main area or like what kind of setup are you in now? <laughs> So I live in Echo Park, and it's, like, right above downtown. The interesting thing about L.A. that, like, I've never experienced another city that's like this. It has, like, so many different, like, main areas. Like, mm-hmm. New York City, like, the main area is, like, Manhattan. Right. And, like, there's, like, Midtown Manhattan. That's, like, the number one spot. There's also other, like, cool places, but, like, that is mm-hmm. the downtown area. Yeah. Um, But in California, like, the downtown area is, like, built up with, like, buildings, but it's not necessarily, like, the only place to go see cool things there's like Mm -hmm. obviously places like Beverly Hills is like a place within itself then there's Santa Monica and Venice that it's like own downtown area so there's many different downtowns um but I'm right near the standard downtown okay cool oh my god yeah I definitely have to go visit you at some point (laughs) we should Um, do like escape or something because I know you say you've never been to California festival yeah (laughs) well I was gonna say that's a good transition too because now you have all this access to all of these events and shows like not only is it a great opportunity for creators who are like youtubers and things like that but the music Mm -hmm. scene out there like you have all the insomniac events and stuff so you know i want to ask you what your experience has been like going to shows in california but to go back when did you first like get into this community or like get into this music um so i got into it in 2010. i'm pretty i can't remember like the exact Thing that triggered it but I remember I'm pretty sure it was my boyfriend at the time introduced me to the song my name is Skrillex is I think exactly what it was <laughs> and there was just like this phase from my high school where people started listening to it um and then my friend group in particular it was like fall of my fresh or my fall of my sophomore year of high school mm-hmm. and um, my friend group would do like little rave parties in my friend Courtney's basement literally every single weekend of the fall. <laughs> That's um, we got like strobe lights, we got an amp, like everyone brought like their own thing to create like to come together and create these like fun parties in the basement. Mm-hmm. Um, so we were listening to like Kid Sister by Rusco, we would listen to like um, Skrillex, or listen to, like, Cinema by Skrillex, Basshead, and that was really my introduction to it. It was just, like, really a phase for everyone else, like, mm-hmm. people from my high school stopped listening to it after, like, probably, like, six or so months, but I just, like, never really faded for me. Right, right, and so when did you become a huge fan of Bass Nectar? When did that all come about? <laughs> so I'm, um, so like I said, I knew he was, and, like, I listened to a few songs. I kind of fell out of EDM for a little bit, Okay. Probably, like, by my senior year of high school. No, I was still into it then. Probably when I got to college, because I didn't know, like, I didn't know SoundCloud, and I didn't know a lot of people that listened to EDM. So in high school, I remember in study hall, me and my friend Nate would sit down and exchange songs that we knew and literally write it down on a piece of notebook paper and, like, tell each other <laughs> to go home and, like, download them off of YouTube to get them onto iTunes. Yep. But then I didn't know how to find new music, so I, like, kind of faded out of it. Then the first time I went to Electric Forest, like I said, I didn't know a ton of people that were into the music anymore. So I literally tweeted, who wants to go to Electric Forest with me? And these girls I was like kind of in the same circle in college, um, like reached out and we ended up buying tickets together. Um, So I went to see Bass Nectar for the first time at Electric Forest. I actually really didn't want to go to the set. I wanted to see... (laughs) 
I wanted to see somebody else. I can't remember who, because they always have someone amazing, like, to draw the crowd away right, yeah, at yeah. the same time. And I, like, thought it was fun, but I, like, didn't understand the hype. And then right. <laughs> it was, like, again, the next year, that, that winter, like, going into Electric Forest 2016, they mm -hmm. announced that he was going to be a resident then. And I remember, <laughs> oh, my God, people are going to hear this and be so upset with me. But... <laughs> I remember being like, no, I don't want him to be a resident because like it was really <laughs> overwhelming for me to like see that like it's a lot. Not all base sector fans <laughs> want to admit it, but the crowd is like so much different than like the crowds of like a lot of other artists. Mm -hmm. It was really overwhelming for me at first. And I was like, oh my God, it's gonna like there are a lot of people in that community that do like I don't know, they go off the walls. Mm -hmm. I've really like, grown to really love it and I'm definitely like part of that now, but at first <laughs> it's like a little bit off-putting. Mm -hmm. Well, I was gonna ask you too, um, so how many have how many electric force have you been up until this point? Five or six? Five. Five. Okay, cool. So that yeah. so twenty fifteen was your first one. Twenty fifteen was my first one. Like I said, I didn't really I wasn't that into it. And then um 2016, they announced he was going to be resident, and I wasn't that excited about it, and then that set that I saw, I was finally like, oh my god, I finally get it. I remember I wanted to see, I think it was Porter Robinson instead, so bad. Okay. I didn't want to separate from my group, but like, thank god I didn't, because after that, that's like when it was the downward spiral. <laughs> I went to see right. Electric Zoo after that as well. Okay, it's so funny too, like how your musical taste changes though, not only from yeah. like, the festivals you go to but just as you get older because like it's with everyone especially from your first festival till like now like obviously like the main stage acts are the people you see and like now I literally just am so excited about people I don't know or if I haven't seen you before that's the most exciting thing ever to me because you just yeah, exactly point so that's so awesome <laughs> there's a point in time where I still like I really was so excited about seeing only people that I knew and mm -hmm. then like you know like so many of the festivals have repeat people, like, there's only so many people on cycle at once, so I started to get to a point where I was like, I feel like I've really seen everyone, like, yeah. I wanted to see, but then you discover, like, a new style of music you really like, and then there's, like, a million people that you, like, have not had the opportunity to see yet, because you didn't know about right. them. And now you've traveled to, like, a few of his different festivals, right? Yeah, so I've been to Freestyle Sessions, um, I've been to Bass Center twice, Three of his New Year's Eve events. I went to his um, Be Interactive show, his first one. That's like his charity event. Okay. And then I'm going to Deja Vu in um, March. Are you? I was just going to ask, have you done that yet? <laughs> no, I'm so excited. I wanted to last year. It just didn't work out with like all my friends' plans and stuff. But this year, um, a couple of us pulled the trigger. And now like slowly more and more people are buying their spots and like we're in a million different rooms because everyone like is buying from people dropping out and stuff. But I'm so excited to experience that. We've gone to it's just like the most random places to see him that we like never <laughs> had any desire to go to. So yeah. Well, it's on, is it in, is it in Cancun or is it in Mexico? Yeah, it's in Cancun. Okay. I was just thinking about that the other day because Holy Shipwrecked is coming up next weekend, I think. And just, mm. I mean, obviously, I think there was a draw away from pulling it, like, off of the boat, which is, like, one thing for the dedicated yeah. ship fam. But in general, I'm so intrigued by these all-inclusive festivals because I just think it's the best of both worlds. <laughs> you get to have this really it nice is. vacation 
and like music all day long it's like you're gonna have so much fun yeah I'm so excited I never really like imagined myself being able to make it to once the fact that it's becoming a reality is just absolutely crazy yeah and we're like I've really been missing um traveling lately just because like studying abroad and stuff and I just use all my vacation days like pretty much just to go see Bay Sector it's so bad but um, it worked out where I only need to use one extra day to get the whole weekend before off. So my friends and I are actually going to go to Tulum. So we feel like we get some like actual relaxation time for the first time in years. And like feeling like I'm seeing a new corner of the world and just like genuinely traveling. That's going to be so nice. Oh my God, I'm so jealous. (laughs) I'm so excited. So where, so your YouTube channel where it like falls into all of this now. So you had been dabbling for a little while. And I remember you saying at one point, um, you sort of like took a break or like now you have really ramped up your content and you're like consistently Mm. posting. And I've like, it's really been amazing to watch you grow as a, as a channel. But you know, when you first started that, like you said, was it more about like electric force or did you just want to like share your experiences with people? my first like YouTube videos in general or like starting right I wanted to start it kind of yeah I don't know like I've always just been a person that needs a creative outlet and like I said like I'm not an artist I'm like not good at painting or drawing or things like that so I that's like kind of why I gravitate to clothes and then another thing I gravitate towards is like decorating my room and it gets so expensive to do those things so I kind of just wanted to find a way to have a creative outlet that like wasn't so expensive mm-hmm. like I hate like sitting at home like watching tv I remember when I went to college there was like they had they made us watch this video and it said something about like really think about what you're doing with your time like what are you doing that's just like a time waster scrolling through your phone watching tv like what is that providing you mm-hmm. I like would think about that a lot and be like what am I doing like what's the point of redecorating my room what's the point of like coming up with like a cute outfit you can only do it so many times and feel like you're like doing something meaningful you know Mm -hmm. so I feel like I needed a way to be creative without just like draining my wall and making myself like sure kind of give a confidence booster to know that you're like putting your time towards something relatively useful like helping people or even simply like entertaining people is like Mm -hmm. pretty fulfilling Well, I think you are definitely an artist because I love your thumbnails and like the aesthetic (laughs) that you have is great. So I definitely think that that's a form of art, but (laughs) thank you. it's really cool for you to share everything you have and to get to like the topic that we are talking about today. Like you, your channel and age channel has been such a resource for me and I'm sure a lot of other people because my perspective coming at today's episode is I've never done electric forest. This is going to be the first one. I've never done a camping festival there's that. I've never uh-huh. seen Space Nectar. There's going to be that experience to it too. And seriously, like I'm just devouring all of the information I can through Reddit, through their website, through your guys' videos. And I don't know why with this festival, it was always daunting to me because there's just so many levels of like tickets and camping styles and VIP. And I always was looking at the tickets and I knew that they sold out quickly. And I was like, well, I'm not even going to get one anyway. So what does it matter? (laughs) (laughs) And, and then this, and then after like EDC last year, I finally made a decision from watching everybody's things. I was like, I have to do this. This just looks like the most incredible experience. And, you know, I want to talk to you a little bit about Mm -hmm. ticketing, but, um, 
Yeah. So just in general, a huge thank you to your channel because the way you have broken down the ticketing options and the information, guys, I was texting Ashley. I'm like, can you talk about this on your channel? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> what to me right? By the questions you've asked me, like for the group camping <laughs> options, like literally yeah. I just had to go through our text to be like, these are all questions that people are dying to know. So you've helped me in return. So thanks. <laughs> oh, God. Well, hopefully group camping comes up soon. I know people are like patiently awaiting for that announcement to happen. Yeah, that should be happening really any day now, I yeah. would assume. Well, I want to talk about your experiences. And in general, I want to, you know, hear stories from you and anything you can share. Um, but to get started, I'm mm -hmm. curious from your perspective, like what you think the biggest draw of this festival is, or like you hear these people who are so like loyally dedicated and go every single year. Like what is it about this like forest fam that makes it so special? It's interesting. I was just talking to some of my friends about this and so the first festival I went to was um, EBC New York, and then the second festival I went to was Electric Forest. So I feel like I saw how special it was, but sometimes it's hard for me to remember like why it's so special compared to other festivals, because that was like pretty much my introduction into okay. the festival scene. Right. Um, but I feel like the thing that makes it so different is just like how friendly everyone is. Like, you know, like the rave community is so friendly in general, like no matter pretty much any festival you go to mm -hmm. but everyone I don't know it's just there's just this magic in the air where everyone you walk by is like yelling happy forest you it's just like such a community and everyone is so like happy to finally be back and I feel like something about the forest like to a whole other extent is all about like being yourself like I feel like electric forest has changed my life in a way because like it just made me realize, like, why am I wondering, like, what other, like, why am I ever curious about, like, what someone else is doing or, like, judging someone else <laughs> for what they're doing? It's literally all about, like, just doing what makes you happy in that moment. No one's, like, staring at you, wondering why you're yelling this weird thing or why you're dressed this <laughs> way or, like, yeah. why you're just acting crazy. Like, it's literally all just about, like, doing what makes you happy in that moment. I'm so excited. I could cry. It's going to be so fun. I can't, like, I'm so excited for you to experience it. And I'm so excited for you to experience Camping Festival. Because, like, in my head, can't, like, I feel like I don't, I didn't fully experience festival unless I, like, camped. So I'm excited for you to feel like you're, like, there the whole time and see your perspective on it. I know. I can't wait. And I think, I mean, I, I definitely think, like, the biggest thing about this, like, seems to be community. Like, it just seems like it's hard to describe unless you've done it, but there's just this sense of, like, exactly what you said. Like, people are so thankful to be there and to be back every year, and it's nice that it's a four-day festival, and then you have the camping aspect of it, and now it's an extra extended day, so it's almost a friggin' week at this point. But Literally, like, seven days. Yeah, and I just think people are just so happy to be there, so I'm I'm definitely looking forward to, like, that aspect of, like, the community and getting to meet so many new people and like the closeness of your camping ground so you can interact with more people and meet them that way. Um, so thank you for that description. I'm so excited. I, I literally wanted this episode to be something to just like get people so hyped because I know this is probably going to come out in January. Like I know it's pretty far off, but I know group camping is going to come out soon. And for other people like me who are starting to prepare, like I want this to act as like a guide to just get them hype as hell. <laughs> so, it's never too early. Yeah, no, I can't even imagine. I know there's like other festivals that are going to come up probably before this, but I need to like 
start preparing because I don't have any camping things at home. <laughs> That's like a whole other thing in itself, just like preparing for it. Like it's totally, even if you wait last minute, if you're watching this down the line, like in May, you'll be fine. Yeah. Um, but it's a lot more like calm if you're like thinking about it ahead of time. Right, right, right. Well, so I want to talk to you about the tip ticketing fiasco that mm -hmm. happened and just getting oh, yeah. to this festival in general. I know I thought it'd be fun to chat about because there were a lot of people who, well, so just so you guys listening are aware, I want to just have, have like general questions and then I have camping questions and then music questions because this mm -hmm. is how my brain works. So in general, yeah, with ticketing, it just seems like every year, and this is happening with like insomniac events across the board, EDC Las Vegas sold out in record time, Electric Forest this year sold out in record time, um, unless you had some sort of like loyalty pre-sale code. Um, so in general, I'm curious your thoughts about how fast the tickets sold out and what your thoughts are on the loyalty program. <laughs> so I was pretty shocked they sold out that fast. Like I think the first couple times I went, like when it was one weekend, mm -hmm. didn't sell out for like a few months. I knew it would sell out faster last year because it went from two weekends to one weekend. Right. Um, but I'm surprised, like, I cannot believe that, like, there are people that were in line, mm -hmm. right, like, the second that they went on sale that didn't even make it out of line, like, yeah. that's the Coachella status. Yeah. <laughs> and, I, and it's just crazy, because when I first started going to Electric Forest, like, nobody, like, not nobody, but, like, the average person that isn't into festivals just had no idea what that even was. Right. It's crazy to see, like, because I'm in my own little bubble of like Electric Forest being my whole life. I feel like it just got so popular without me even realizing it. Mm -hmm. I just assumed that no one still knew what it was. So I'm... <laughs> Are you good? Can you say that again? You're good. You're good. You froze. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. You froze too. That's why I couldn't hear you. No, we're good. Do you need me to repeat anything? No, you should be good. I could still hear you. Your face just froze for a second. Oh, okay. <laughs> Sorry. Go ahead. Um, but I actually never really thought about the loyalty codes because like I said, to me, whatever I know about Electric Forest, like, was kind of the norm, mm -hmm. because it was, like, the pretty much, like, the first festival I went to, so I never really thought about the loyalty code thing until you said it, yeah. and I was like, there's, I can't think of any other festival that does loyalty, mm -hmm. so now I'm wondering, like, you're right, like, I feel like, like I said, it is all about community, so it is important to show, like, the community how they're thankful for us, like, mm -hmm. continuing to go back, like, I love that, and I think that's the reason they like the way that they think about things like that is like the reason why electric forest is the way it is like mm -hmm. they think about um the community with the tickets but then they think about it in so many other ways like mm -hmm. that you'll see when you're there yeah um and that's why it is so special so i like like that they do that but then at the same time now like there's so many people who have been how like there's so many people now that have reached four in the forest and mm -hmm. once you reach four in the forest you don't even need to go like the year before to get loyalty I'll I can get loyalty okay. codes for the rest of my life now that I've like reached that level Got it. now it's like there's more and more people that are getting that how is anybody gonna get a ticket if mm -hmm. they're like offering these types of loyalty codes so I think it's interesting yeah I know well so the only other festival somebody else brought up was holy ship because they have this like really dedicated mm -hmm. loyalty thing and like you can graduate and from like a user experience perspective that festival it's interesting, these were the two festivals that were the most daunting to me, ticketing-wise, because I thought the same thing about that. I was like, it seems impossible to even get on this fucking ship, so mm -hmm. I'm not even going to try, which I'm sure with Forest is kind of starting to happen, so it's almost like deterring people from even 
like looking into it. But at the same time, somebody else said this and I like totally agreed with it. I think there should be like, if you hit three years and more, then you should get a loyalty code. But the people who have only gone like one year, maybe they don't need a loyalty code. Like maybe you should prove that you've done this a couple years in a row that consistently. So then you should get like a loyalty presale, just not give it out to everybody who's gone once. But the other thing people brought up is it was two weekends, two years in a row, I think, right? So now that it's back yeah. to the weekend, that totally fucked up everybody. <laughs> yeah, that, well, that, I feel like that would have been a bigger problem last year, and I'm surprised it wasn't, because like you just said, yeah. there was, say, I don't know exactly how many people went and how many people are still going now, but I'm pretty sure when they do one weekend, it's like 40,000, and when they do two weekend, it was probably like 30,000, so that means... There would have been sixty thousand people going for forty thousand spots, like, right? If, if no one repeated it, like repeated both weekends, which obviously isn't the case. But they need to figure something out. I think, like, they definitely need to reassess and maybe change like the loyalty system. But I do think that it is like what makes Electric Forest what it is is the community. So I like that mm-hmm. they like, try to prove to you that they value you. You're not just like. Yep. Money or someone buying a ticket. They're like, we yeah. want you back. No, yeah, I totally agree. It's so cool. Like some of the housing options you talked about are like the, the ones that people who probably have been going for like literally years in a row that I would never even had known existed, like the different log cabins they have. It's just so crazy. And like, I have mad respect for any of those people who have been going before this was like such a popular thing too. Um, so I'm glad, you know, we got tickets to anyone who did not get tickets yet. There's wait lists and there's definitely, Aid was talking about this. There's so many other ways, like, you can go about it. People's plans change. They'll be selling their tickets, like, or other things might come up that they might want to do instead. So still have hope out there. You can definitely still finesse your way into a, <laughs> into electric forest. Where there's a will, there's a way. I think Aid did a whole video on, like, how to get um, tickets now that they're sold out. So you should check that out on her YouTube channel. Yes, definitely. I'll I'll add a link for that. Um, Before I get into camping questions, I did want to ask in general too, I know it's a lot to explain, but for anyone who hasn't been, can you talk a little bit about like the setup of Electric Forest? Like what are the main components? Like what are the main stages? Um, What do they have sort of built out on this map for you to experience at this festival? Oh my God, there's so much. So (laughs) when you first, you first drive in and then there's like the camping area so if you early arrival you'll have only access to that part during the day and then at night that's the only area you have access to like on a daily basis Mm -hmm. so then after you get through the camping area there's like the typical venue entrance like any other um festival you go to um and there you have i think it's they have pretty much like four big stages and they have some other smaller stages and then they also have um the like sherwood forest it's kind of confusing for people that have never been because like people refer to the forest as like the festival in general mm-hmm. and then people there's also like an actual forest. actual sherwood forest within it so it's kind of used interchangeably so it can get like definitely confusing okay i think there's videos online if you're like curious about it that do like walkthroughs of the mm-hmm. forest like yep. people strap like a gopro if that might be able to help but yeah, there's four big stages, the Tripoli Rancherino, which is the main stage, um, Sherwood Court, and then they, is, oh, so maybe three, wow, what am I on? And then um, there's also smaller stages throughout, so 
there's the hangar, which has the carousel club in the back, which is like a concept stage, I guess. It's like a big room with like tons of chandeliers and stuff. Mm -hmm. um, and then there's the forest stage and the observatory, which are both located inside the forest. So you kind of like walk through um, just like any other festival venue, like big grassy areas with the big stages. Mm -hmm. uh, there's two stages. And once you get past the, the main stage ranch arena, you enter into this like more densely wooded area and that's what the Sherwood Forest is. Okay. So in there, that's where there's the observatory and the forest stage. And once you walk through the, um, the Sherwood Forest, that's where you get to the back area where there's another big open space and that's where the hangar is and um, Sherwood Court. Okay. Um, so the, within Sherwood Forest, the actual like wooded forest area, um, beyond the stages, there's like tons of stuff to explore. There's like telephones that you can pick up that will call other telephones within the forest. There's like so um, these little fairy doors that people like to open at the bottom of the trees that always have fun little messages inside. Um, there's like a piano where people can go and play throughout the day. This is where tons of the, um, the paid like actors and characters are walking throughout. This is like the Sherwood Forest is like the heart of the forest where like, I feel like the character of the festival is. Is that like where all like you see the cool art installations and things like that? Yeah, so most of the art installations are all within the forest. There's cool. so much, the, there's so much to explore and like the crazy thing about Electric Forest is that even though I've been five times, like sometimes I'm like, okay, I really like, I've done Electric Forest now, like mm -hmm. how much more is there to explore? But then just when you think that there's like always something else like to do yeah. there that you've never noticed before. A lot of the stuff between every year is the same, but then there's also stuff that they like cycle out. Right. Um, so there's just always something new to do. Like this year, there was a new like small building on the edge of the forest that had like a tea party situation. Mm -hmm. I didn't go to it because the line was very long because <laughs> everyone wanted to experience like the new shiny thing in the forest. But yeah. Aw, well, I was just saying that you made me think, thank you for that explanation, because it's super helpful, I think, for people just to have, like, a better understanding of, like, what they're going to get with this festival, mm -hmm. but you made me think, too, like, with EDC Las Vegas, that was my thing that I did five times, and you're so right, like, every single year, it's a three-day festival, but there was always things that I didn't see, because a million and one things can happen that weekend, maybe you'll show up late one day, mm -hmm. maybe you're getting around to sets, Last year, they had this entire, like, downtown EDC area. I didn't go into a single mm -hmm. room that they had there in three days because it just didn't happen. So I, I can imagine Electric Forest just being one of those things, which is why they make you come back every year because there's just going to be so much to explore and discover there. It's going to be so cool. A hundred percent. Like, every single year I say I'm going to do the scavenger hunts, and I never do it. <laughs> I've actually never talked about the scavenger hunts like on my channel at all because I thought it was this thing that was like so super secret like it was one of those secrets of the forest that like nobody knew about because it was so hard for me to like <laughs> get a grasp on what it was right. now I'm it's not as much as a secret as I thought I still don't want to like give the whole thing away but you could like look it up you know it exists so yeah everyone can yeah. go figure that yeah. out <laughs> like even every year I say I'm gonna do the scavenger hunt and every year, like, I've still not done it every single year. It's, like, the number one thing on my list. But sometimes it's just, like, hard to get around and do everything they have to offer. You're only there for four right. days. Right. Well, I was going to ask you, too, because I'm just curious. Like, 
I, I keep hearing this thing reiterated about the camping situation, like if wherever you're situated, like you can do a really far walk to even get to the mm -hmm. entrance. But what's it like once you get through the entrance? Like, does it still feel pretty spread out compared to like in a, whatever a raceway festival where everything's like remotely in one sp spot? It, I don't know. It's hard for me to say. It's sometimes, it really depends on, like, your perspective and attitude on it. Like, yeah. the days that I'm really tired, I'm like, oh, this walk is so <laughs> long. Like, now I'm like, I got to the stage in the back, and, like, I just want to sit because I'm so tired. But then yeah. at the same time, I'm like, Ashley, you're being a baby. Just, like, get through the walk. <laughs> right, <laughs> it right. takes, like, 20 minutes from the festival entrance to get all the way to the back. But, right. like, it, it just feels like a lot, like, if you're at that backstage Sherwood court, if you were like back there and you're like, shoot, like, or like, I want like a couple more drinks, but I don't want to pay for it. I'm just going to go back to the campsite. Yeah. It kind of ends up being like a couple hour ordeal given I'm like kind of a slow person <laughs> and my whole friend group could kind of be like that. But by the time you walk back through the entrance, it's been 20 minutes and you have to walk to your campsite, like do whatever you need to do and then make you're it all the way back. Too, or mm -hmm. not. You do security over and over? Yes, but security is like so light. And yeah. I've like never really had a problem with the line. So I'm someone that like, I don't need to go in like right when um, like the venue opens. Like mm -hmm. that's a huge tip. When you go in on the first day, there's going to be a massive line. If you want to wait a couple hours after it opens, like you won't have to deal with like nearly yeah. as big of a line, like maybe 10, 15 minutes. So if you like try to go during the times that you won't, think like a lot of people will be there you won't have to deal with the line but as far as actual security goes it can be like it's pretty light most of the time mm -hmm. like last year I think on Friday they just like shut down security you just like walked through like literally didn't open the bag it was <laughs> right, crazy right. oh my god well so okay so the next thing I'm kind of curious about is this camping experience because I actually had two friends who went two years ago and they didn't camp they did like an airbnb nearby and they like huh. ubered back and forth which i did not even know was like an option um I, i've never met anybody that's done that really that's so i'd love to hear about more more about it yeah well because then i don't think they're coming yeah i don't think they're coming this year either but at the time they like obviously offered and i was like i if i'm gonna go to forest i'm gonna camp 100 percent. so i was like you guys go do your thing but um, in general, what has your camping experience been like in GA? And I know you also, are you going to do VIP this year? Yeah, I got VIP tickets. Woo! <laughs> I'm very excited just to experience something different because just I've been, now I've been five times and like, it's kind of sad to admit, but like, I'm just getting used to it. Like, it, yeah. like I'm so happy while I'm there, but it's not like, oh my God, like, I can't believe this is real. Like, I've right. been there five times like I know it's real and I know this is what it like so yeah. what it's like so I'm ex excited to have like a different perspective of it it's like giving me that like new excitement for the festival again like I like feel like I've never been before yeah um but as far as like there was so much hate about GA this year I'm sure you saw a lot of that yeah, I don't know why <laughs> I don't understand why because like like you said everyone knows the big one of the biggest experiences of Electric Forest is the camping mm -hmm. probably I don't know what the percentage is but I would say like 80 to 90 percent of the people there all doing GA and everyone's loved camping up until this year all of a sudden there's a ton of hate so I've had a great experience I know most people in the past have always like gone off about how amazing the experience is mm -hmm. um I just feel like that's 
another part that like it just makes electric forest what it is there's like activities going all night and um there's like the rv sets in the camping area and this is just like really where the community thrives like meeting all your neighbors and getting to know people that you've never met before there's mm -hmm. people that are like best friends to this day there's someone else texting um yesterday because he might be moving to california that i like literally hung out with one time um oh, because boy. he was like a couple people down a couple campsites down from me um so i feel like this, it's just a great opportunity to like meet new people and like just like chill and really get to know people during the downtime yeah no i i think i just feel like if you're going to experience it for the first time like ga is totally acceptable option and like you said like it's a great way to meet people it's a great way to experience the forest um so i'm looking forward to it and i'm i'm sort of going into it expecting all the things that you would expect doing ga like it's not gonna be the most glamorous experience in the entire world that's what mm -hmm. you're paying for vip to be um but it's helpful to hear from people like any tips and advice or like tricks about what time to go shower like what things to pack with you so I was going to ask you, um, I know one of the unpredictable things is the weather. Mm, so, yes. yeah, so I've heard it just gets like extremely hot during the day. And then I know obviously like there have been rainstorms and then I've heard it also can get cold at night. So do you have mm. any advice on how to handle the weather <laughs> when you're camping? You just need to pack for like all sorts of weather. So I didn't realize how cold it was going to be the first time I went. And I remember I brought just like one pair of sweatpants and a sweatshirt like I mm -hmm. like not even a thick sweatshirt and being like rigid going to sleep at night because I don't even yeah. think I brought like a comforter I just brought like a small blanket so definitely like bring a sleeping bag or anything like that like I always will have like I'll wear like leggings with like sweatpants on top mm -hmm. um and so during the day to keep away from the heat bring an easy up that's something I would have never thought of my first year but my friends thank god thought of it <laughs> and then um bring tapestries if you tie those along the sides of your easy up that will create shade so we'll keep like the um the shaded area like actually shaded instead yeah. of like beaming in from the side okay. um yeah you just really need to like pack and prepare for those um for the cold and the heat but another thing that's really unpredictable about the weather is the rain because the way like the lake is right to the west of it the clouds like roll over and I don't know um, how <laughs> the weather really works to that extent but it can create this is the water the big body of water right there it can create like really unpredictable rain patterns mm -hmm. so sometimes like it will say that it's not going to rain and then like a massive like thunderstorm will roll through where sometimes like pretty much every year I've gone it said it's gonna rain and sometimes it didn't end up raining at all okay. um but one year it did or two years I went it absolutely downpoured and we were like not prepared with the camping stuff mm -hmm. so I'm not like a pro on how to keep the rain out but we like got rain inside of our tents like we had we ended up leaving for the um morning like to get out and try to dry off because like, all of our tents flooded and stuff so oh, yeah I don't know if there's other YouTube videos out there about like how to prepare to camp in the rain for maybe like some sort of camping YouTuber. There's got to be one out there, but probably look into that as well. Okay. I was going to ask you too, because um, in your vlogs, I saw this and I was so curious about it. It looked like you guys were leaving during the day and going to like a town or something. Oh yeah. We yeah. don't normally do that. <laughs> we did that this year a lot and like don't recommend it. Like, the, like I said, the part of that's like fun about electric forest is you enter in and you're like in this like world with no rules for like four days so like leaving it it like 
takes you out and reminds you that there's a real world. So don't do that every day. <laughs> but we just kept doing it for some stupid reason. But yeah, there is a town like 30 minutes away called Muskegon. That's like where the big Walmart is that everyone stops at. There's just like any store that you can really need um, yeah. right there. So how do you, how does it work with like alcohol runs and stuff? Cause I know like, a, like you can have like a certain amount of like canned liquor or like you can't bring in hard liquor or something like that. I could just watch us go through so fast. <laughs> what? I could just see us going through like White Claws so fast. Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, we like, I've never really thought about the alcohol too much. One, I'm like not that big of a drinker, so it doesn't affect okay. me that much, but I think there's no glass and then maybe no hard liquor but like it's just irrelevant because you can get in like whatever you want yeah like so you guys have bags of wine <laughs> yeah bags of wine for sure that's like a bit if people bring bags of wine through electric force everyone's slapping the bag like at all times yeah yeah um, just when you go in like they're when you go in through security for like the camping area don't put anything like in your glove box um or in like the center console mm-hmm. and then they're like when you walk in, they're going to check, they're, they're going to get everyone out of the car. They're going to check those two places. Mm-hmm. Just like generally scan like anything in the rows that you were sitting in. And then they'll open the trunk. But most of the time they like don't go through it. Obviously there's like a chance that you could get someone that's in a bad mood or whatever. Like just because I'm saying I've never really gone searched hard. That doesn't mean it's like not possible. Yeah. I did get searched really hard one time when I was leaving the festival and coming back in because every time you come back in once you leave they have to recheck your car okay um, but as long as you don't like put any like if you put it in the back of your trunk and the first thing you see when you open up is like a massive glass bottle or you're like what the hell yeah, Just, like, yeah, yeah put it in a bag or something and you can get like whatever you want inside okay cool I know I figured I figured all of that stuff would like come down the line it's obviously not the most important thing you guys but it's just something I was thinking about <laughs> yeah no you definitely I mean that just thinks you spend like $50 on like various alcohols and they yeah. all taken away I think they allow one case of beer and one bag of wine per person mm-hmm. like I said I'm sorry if that information is not correct but it was something they don't have to worry about it they're not like they're not yeah. looking that hard okay um Thank you for that too. Because uh, we were going to do group camp. So I'm like, there's also going to be so many cars of people like coming in. And like, it, the nice thing about that is like sharing the resources. And like, with mm. my coming, um, I'm going with three people. And then, you know, hopefully this whole group camp, the three of us have never been before. So it'll be nice attending with people who have gone, who like know the whole drill, who hopefully are going to, some people are going to be driving in, not flying in. So they might be able to bring some of the essentials that we can't fit in our luggage on the plane. Yeah, yeah, it's like nice to share the resources and stuff like that. Um, But you touched on this a little bit before and I wanted to ask you about the RV parties. Can Mm -hmm. you sort of like explain what this whole thing is to people who don't know? Yes. See, this is something else that like for a while I thought was (laughs) a secret thing, but it's just like grown so big. Maybe it was never secret and I just like didn't know because like the internet community around like festivals and stuff wasn't as big. So it's hard to find out. Yeah, I didn't. I think, I don't even know if I went to an RV party my first year. I think I went to one, but not, like, the RV parties. Right, right, right. Like, the RV parties are the (laughs) town camps, and these are, like, I still don't fully understand it, but I, like, I know Jenga, I don't know if you know that DJ, he, like, has his own bus, and it's, like, a school bus that's set up with, like, a massive sound system, and that is, like, just, there's some people that will put on just, like, their own DJ sets at their RVs, um, (laughs) that are just like 
random people attending the festival that right no not knocking them some of those are like the best sets ever those people are really yeah. talented too but there's also this whole other sound camp area where some people that have like played the festival like literally people that are like second tier like headliners are like playing yeah. at these rv parties like after so, hours like, right <laughs> these are all after hours so once the festival closes at like between two and four every day you can go to these um, RV parties, so you can just look it up on the maps where the sound camps are and the RVs. I don't understand how this is going to work because now they're separated and before they were like one and the same. Okay. Um, so just look at the map because, yeah, the RVs are separate from that now. But, yeah, they have like a whole schedule. I used to just like hear about it word of mouth. Like, right. I know, I think even Jaws has played one before, Grizz, Big Gigantic, they've all done them before. Um <laughs> And, but now I'm realizing they actually have like schedules and everything set up. So like I found out about the Jenga bus last year somehow like through the internet and they had like a schedule that was being posted. So there's ways to like schedule this into your time. So you know, if there's people you want to see, like you can get to it. But other than that, literally just like walking through the RVs and seeing whatever party like looks the most fun. Right. I think another one of the RV parties is called, um, shoot, no, now I'm forgetting the name. There's a big white bus that I'm forgetting the name of. But there's some that have like official names that are there every year. And it's, but pretty much like if you have GA access, you can just like walk right through the RVs, right? Yes. Anyone can walk there. So that's just like, if you have extra energy at night, that's like where <laughs> it's okay to be really loud. Like there's a lot of people there, like probably like, oh, I remember the other name. It's the struggle bus is another one. If you're looking ah. <laughs> that's that one, that one I think goes every year. Um, yeah, that's, if you have extra energy at night, you don't, like, want to keep, if you don't have a sound system, or you do have a sound system, and you, like, don't want your neighbors to hate you, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. where everyone is, there's, like, thousands of people over there, like, it's crazy, it's, like, a small stage inside, it's, yeah. like, there's more people at these sets than, like, at, like, the forest stage. I can just, I definitely want to, like, experience it, and, like, hit it up, and, like, see who's on the schedule, and everything like that, and then there's, like, the other half of me that's, like, bitch, I'm going to be 29. I want to go to sleep and <laughs> get a nice, like, rest. Uh, That's how I used to be, too. There was one year, like, two years ago, I think, uh -huh. 2018, I didn't go to a single one. I was like, I'm going to bed. I yeah. used to value my sleep so much more, but I'm, like, going through a stage where I'm like, Ashley, stay up all night long. You don't know how much longer your friends are going to be doing this for. <laughs> Is it confusing at night to like find your car? Have you ever been lost? Because I do that shit all the time. I always absolutely. Do. That's something. <laughs> uh, a tip. That's something. A tip. Like a tip for camping and then going inside. Try not to be like too screwed up. Don't pregame too hard. Like at the beginning of the day on the first day. Like try to get the lay of the land of like where you're camping and also walking through the forest for the first time. Because if you go through like hammered, you're like not gonna be able to find your way back. And yeah. I made that mistake a couple of years ago, like not being able to get back to camp at night. And I was, I went back with only one other friend and we were like walking in circles. Like where were we we left when like, we were like, we pre-gamed a little bit too hard to make our way back. But yeah. there are like, um, there are like these big structures that are different animals that are like glow up. Um, okay. so it's kind of like, I've, some festivals have things called like pods, I think. It's okay. kind of like that, instead of them being, like, numbered or whatever, like, we knew that we were near the wolf one year, so you can see them really far away and be like, okay, it's, like, your North Star, like, walk yeah. in the general area of the wolf, and, like, we'll somehow find our way, even if we have to walk up and down, but then for group camping, um, everything's labeled, so it's, like, battleship, 
grid. So they right, right. will know what letter and number you are. So that's helpful. Okay. And then I think Aid said in a video once, um, if you drop a pin where you are, then even if you don't have great service, you'll like yeah, you'll know your location. So if you drop okay. a pin at your tent, that might be able to work. Cool. Yeah, that would be definitely like those animal structures would be helpful. And then I've heard people say like, obviously like mark your easy ups or whatever with like flags that you guys would recognize mm -hmm. something like that too. Or even just like glowing lights. If you have battery powered lights to put on um, your yeah. tent, that can help. It's obviously not as high, but just to, when you're like in the general vicinity, that could lead you. Help. Yeah. Okay. Well, I won't keep you too much longer. I had some questions about the music too before okay. we wrap up here, but um one thing that was also very controversial this year was the when the lineup dropped because mm -hmm. everyone always has an opinion yes. every time. And I think because this festival got so popular and you are going to have a lot of people who haven't attended it before, I don't think like they fully understand some of those like resident artists who are on there. And also like this is not a mainstream festival like an ultra where you're going to recognize mm -hmm. every single name on the lineup. It's like not about that. There's all different kinds of performers and artists and musicians. Um, so I wanted to know your thoughts on the lineup and yeah, like if you could talk a little bit about some of the resident things like the string cheese incident, which I didn't know what that was <laughs> until <laughs> last year. I didn't know what it was when I first started going either. <laughs> um, so yeah, I was shocked by the lineup just as much as everybody else was this year, just because mm -hmm. I started to really think it's 10th anniversary and they're like, right. Really, they're like really going all out on social media right now. Like maybe this really will be crazy. Cause I know like it's a business at the end of the day, like this is home and such a special place to us for so many people, but it's a business like mm -hmm. it's all about like marketing and stuff to a certain extent. So at first yeah. I was like, it's the 10th year. They have to say something to try to sell tickets, you know? Right. Um, but then I started to really think they were gonna gonna go all out, and it was just wasn't what we expected. Cause every they have like a certain like formula, I guess, too, where they have like a group of like house artists, they have a group of like experimental bass artists, they have a group of jam bands and all that. And like it's normally not the headliners aren't the headliners that you see at every other festival. It's normally like right. a flume or an Odessa mixed with like there's normally one night that has like one big headliner that's like more mainstream. Yeah. Um, so I think it was really off-putting when we like, we didn't get the more like out there artists that we normally get. Like we thought it was going to be even crazier than usual. Like there was, I was thinking that we were going to get like Tipper and Pretty Lights and like all these people, like people were going to like come back from long breaks um and surprise us with like yeah. this crazy lineup we never thought we were gonna get mm -hmm. so I think it was just like a shock at first to see that we didn't get that but I hate seeing like all the negativity about it because mm -hmm. if you love electric force that much you know that that's like not what it's about I've been saying like for years like I want to do the scavenger hunts and every year I don't do it because I'm so like obsessed with going to every single set and there's so yeah. many people I want to see so then like the way I'm thinking about it is like this is my opportunity to experience like electric forest mm -hmm. in a different way it gives me all this time to do all this stuff um that they have planned for us that I don't get to experience as much as I would like like this is an opportunity if anything yeah no I can't well one I cannot wait to experience a bass nectar set you guys me and Aid told Ashley we were like we have to be with you for bass nectar <laughs> I am nervous to have you guys see how crazy we are. No, I promise you, like, I want to drink the Kool-Aid. Like, I'm so about it. I like, cannot fucking wait to see you guys, like, in your element. 
Um, but I, I agree with everything you, you said. Like, we have different music tastes because like you know some artists that like I've never even heard of but in general I felt the same way because I, I in my video I posted like the headliners that they had in the last few years and they were some of my like absolute favorite artists so when I think the headliners might have been the thing that like threw people off the most Major Lazer and Diplo being something mm -hmm. that was like, a huge conversation um but the undercard is like so stacked and I went and listened to all these people that I didn't know about and like I'm personally so excited to like see all these people for the first time and I think there's plenty of house there's plenty of bass I want to see some of these jam bands that I've never seen before and I will go on record saying like initially when I saw Diplo's name I texted you I was like mm -hmm. fucking Diplo and Major Lazer like do we need both of them yeah. but Diplo as an artist like his higher ground album is amazing and like the man knows how to play a set depending on his surroundings. Like he plays Burning Man every year. Like he's mm -hmm. gonna be on something that's gonna be fucking crazy. So I actually probably will go to his set just to see what he does. And also he's like been trolling people who are talking shit about him, <laughs> which yeah. is kind of funny. He doesn't give a, like he doesn't care at all. Yeah. Tell. I think it's, I don't know. I just think that a lot of people just want something to be mad about. It's like a combination between that and GA. And I think maybe it's because the festival is becoming more like mainstream and more people, there's just more people that have been. So there's a lot more opinions that are being thrown out there. Yeah. But like, that's not what Electric Forest is about. Electric Forest is about like just having good time, living in the moment and mm -hmm. like experiencing, like I said, all the other stuff that they have um, like yeah. set up and planned for us. So I just think that, I don't think it's as big of a deal as everyone may say is making it out to be and like you said if you look at the undercard there's so many great people yeah. and then a whole other thing electric forest is about having people that aren't so mainstream people are saying they like don't know so many people in the lineup well there's a lot of people that you didn't know before <laughs> that now you love because yeah. electric forest introduced you to them like there's this whole undercard of people that like could turn into your favorite artists like at one point in time i remember me and my friend Maddie really wanted to see Rufus to Soul in 2016. All my friends didn't know what it was. And now Rufus to Soul is like yep. a big headliner that people are dying to have on their lineups. Like yep. there's a Rufus to Soul on the bottom of that lineup. Yep. Oh, that was such a good point. A hundred percent. I couldn't like agree with you more. Um, and would you say like, well, I want to ask you some of your stories too, just to get people excited. But do you have any like iconic or really memorable moments of sets that you've seen in the last few years? Any favorites? Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> one iconic moment for me was the first year Friday night was Skrillex. And like I said, My Name is Skrillex, I think was the first song I ever listened to in like electronic music. And then my first favorite song was Cinema. So that was like an amazing thing for me to be able to see him in the forest just because the production is so amazing. I had seen him on tour, but that night just like wasn't it for me. I lost my phone. It was just like a big mess. Oh. Yeah. So it was cool to be able to see him and like the way I always dreamed of seeing him after like five years of dreaming about it. Mm -hmm. um, and then that same year, another great moment for me, I guess this isn't as much about the set, but this was um, at the base sector set the first time I saw him. Mm -hmm. And I went with a really small group that year and we met up with um, one of my friends, like met up with some of her friends. So we were like kind of with this group of people that she knew, but I didn't know well. Um, and one of them, his name, he's a DJ, his name's Kraz, and I had never heard of him before. He was relatively small. He still is relatively small. Mm -hmm. um, he actually has a song with bass actor. So 
um, I was like learning about that whole situation like throughout the weekend, getting like to know him better. And <laughs> while we were at his set, he actually played the song. So I was like okay. standing with this like kid where his like dream is to be like work, like to be this big DJ and um, his favorite artist, his bass actor, he like randomly just sent a sample of um, a oh, song wow. to bass actor. He ended up choosing to like use it for an album. So now this kid, it's like his idol that he's just like cold emailing him like samples and now he's like here listening to it like at Electric Forest. That was like such a special moment for like me and my whole group of friends to like see him and like see the look on his face being like there's thousands and tens of thousands of people around me like looking at like just enjoying my song. That's so I was like that's like all honestly my like all-time favorite festival moment period. Yeah. I literally cannot even imagine. <laughs> that was so cool. And then I wasn't there for this, but some other like random highlights are like Grizz was has walked through the forest before playing his sax and like has gone like a whole parade of people. I'm like, I would die to have experienced that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw Said the Sky too posted last year. He like went and played piano. Uh, yeah, there's so forest. many moments like that. It's just crazy because like how many people are really seeing it. Like there's I, I've never seen one of those like big moments like that. You just have to have right place, right time. Right. And like even some people last year, like I was watching um Seven Lions did a performance with I think it's Demibo, who like mm-hmm. now he has his like side project with. Like I literally would have been beside myself. <laughs> like, I also think I might have been there for that. Was that the it was like a secret set that got announced for Sunday. I think so, yeah. I was like in I the think I was there for that because I saw the notification and I was just hanging out. So I went and um, hung out there alone, but I'm like not the biggest fans of like either of those artists. So yeah, I was like, yeah. I can't remember who it was. Was it Seven Lions? Was that this guy? Because I put <laughs> the notification back up. No, yeah, it was them. And yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to like all of those things. And I think um, seeing people's vlogs too, just to go back to like what you were saying about the scavenger hunt and like all these things. I think now just because so, so many people are starting channels and like sharing their experiences online, like it's spreading and like now people are more aware of all of the things, which can mm-hmm. be good and bad. But um, just seeing like so many of the things you can interact with in the forest and seeing people like sit up in these like wooden structures while they're like watching a set. I'm just like dreaming about being there. I cannot fucking wait. <laughs> Yeah, and that's, that's, like, something I said I wish I spend more time doing that. It's really easy to, like, walk through it and be like, oh, like, saw the trading post, walking by, oh, I saw, like, the tea party, but, like, actually participate in it is, like, a whole other thing, so definitely yeah. everyone carve out their time, because that's something every year I feel like I, like, don't do enough of. Yeah. Another thing that's really cool, this isn't, like, a set moment, but there's, like, the telephones, like I said, you pick it up, and, like, it will automatically ring to another phone, like, somewhere in the forest, and you can just, like, chit-chat with people, which is always, like, really funny. People are saying the most random stuff that makes no sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's always a good laugh, no matter what, but there was a year, there's, like, a whole video about it, um, might be, I think it's probably on the Electric Forest YouTube channel, where people would pick up, and they'd talk to, like, Bass Nectar on the phone. He would talk, he has, like, a huge thing with, um, no. to write love on her on her arms and like okay. he has like, a lot of like he's a big advocate for mental health and stuff so he like was just chit-chatting to people about like how their day was going and like spreading awareness um for like different charities and stuff and just spreading awareness for like mental health in general by like, that video but imagine picking up the phone and realizing like there's so many people that are there just because of base sector because he's a resident yeah yeah um imagine picking up the phone and being like lauren yeah. this is you <laughs> i'm like 
were probably like all like doing drugs or drinking being like I'm imagining this yeah 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 well that's what I was gonna say too like I didn't want to get into that too much but I feel like there's obviously like this whole other aspect of it that I'm sure like a lot of people are on substances around you Mm -hmm. which like I'm a judgment-free zone, so whatever makes everybody's experience better as long as they're being safe and enjoying themselves, but I'm, like, totally expecting to just be walking around and people are just going to be, like, tripping all around me. <laughs> oh, definitely. That was something, like I said, I, I was really new in the festival scene when I first um, started going to Electric Four, so I was very overwhelmed by all of it at first. Um, not not really, I not very overwhelmed, but I was, like, oh my god, everyone is, like, doing something or is, like, dressed a certain <laughs> way or whatever. It can be, like, a lot to take in, but, like, everyone is just, like, really having fun. It is definitely a big part of the culture, but um, yeah. you go into it with an open mind, you're realizing, like, no one's, like, hurting you or anything. Everyone's just living their best life, I guess. Yeah, exactly. Totally. Um, with, with that being said, just to wrap up here, do you have any, like, final thoughts that you would tell someone who hasn't gone or like any major tips that we left out here that people should know (laughs) Hmm. I don't know I feel like we covered so many great things like I said well I guess uh this goes with any festival bring a bandana because there's so much you're walking on like the ground and stuff so there's a lot of dirt and that's gonna like go up into your lungs and nose it's like such a random very specific advice um I guess just like I said go around and make sure you like really experience the forest like every year me and my friends say we're gonna do it we walk through and we're like well we like we saw the stuff like we just did a full lap like I guess we'll go back to the campsite but walking through it and seeing stuff isn't really like experiencing everything it has to offer like bring something for the trading post like a higher quality item that you can trade there um bring something for the giving tree that's gonna be like a lower quality item like a cigarette or like a piece of gum like to really feel like you're participating like in everything it has to offer like try to find the scavenger hunts talk to the characters and whenever you have downtime like try to avoid chilling out at your campsite that's something me and my friends always do just because it's easiest like all of our alcohol is there you're not not supposed to bring alcohol inside Mm -hmm. so we're just like sitting and like pre-gaming for way too long bring like a way to um bring like a tapestry or like a couch pouch or a hammock and just like chill inside the forest in Sherwood Court or, or in Sherwood Forest or like at any of the stages and just like mm-hmm. listen to people you've never seen because there's so many jam bands there's like great plate sets to like just go sit and listen and relax and just chit chat with your friends in the back and enjoy like the weather and stuff at the very least like try to be inside as much as you possibly can okay and like talk to as many people as you possibly can everyone's like in their own little world so it's funny to like walk into someone else's perspective even for like 30 seconds I love that I was gonna I was gonna ask you you sort of answered it like how much time is spent as like downtime versus like actually being inside the festival like also depends on when what time you wake up um <laughs> but usually like would you, it sounds like you would just hang out more and then go into the festival like later at night kind of thing. I think that doors open at noon. Like they kick it off with like yoga in the morning where you can go in. But my friends and I are just like the worst in that way. We're <laughs> we are always like so late. Like there's been times where I've gone in like when the sun's setting and the sun sets at like 9.30 at night. <laughs> at that time of year, it's so bad. Yeah. But, so you have the opportunity to like, literally just sit there all day and like 
just if you want to do that camps but like at the end of the day you can go like you didn't pay just to go camping you paid like mm-hmm. to experience the forest so yeah. try to get in like if you can go in but at the same time like we're not I guess I'm like not giving us enough credit because we like we'll spend so much time like at the RVs and stuff so it depends on like mm-hmm. we're still experiencing stuff just not as much inside as we are like in the campgrounds yeah. And there's plenty too, like you said, it's just more expensive. Like there's plenty of food and like drink options inside too. Yes, there's a bunch. And then even in the campground area, there's this thing called Main Street where they have like a big um, area with like vendors. Some of the vendors are open up all night long. So that's food, drinks. There's even like, they find ways to make the simplest things fun. Like there's a cereal bar. They have like cartoon setup so you can sit there and like eat cereal all night long and watch um cartoons and like they have like a bunch of different toppings it's like a frozen yogurt mix bar mixed with a cereal bar wow so there's like there's always something to do even like in the camp areas like there's like they found a way to like bring the magic of the forest Mm -hmm. into the camp areas too they literally think of everything they really oh, do. Man. I know. <laughs> you are, like, such a big fan. I want to learn more about him since you're always, like, hyping him up. I love him. I just feel like he's such a big kid. And, like, yes, I completely – I'm not, like, naive. I completely understand that this is a business. And mm-hmm. he's done very well for himself. And, like, some of the decisions made are because it's a business. But I've literally watched the EDC Las Vegas documentary, like, I don't even know how many times. And just, like, learned a little bit about him. And he just literally seems to do all this because he just loves the music and the community so much. And he really thinks about things like through the fans perspective. Mm -hmm. And he's just still like a big kid at heart. And it's just like, I look up to that because I'm like, I'm going to get older eventually. But I I love how he still incorporates it into his life, even though he's like an adult. (laughs) Yeah, that's (laughs) my perspective. Especially because, like, yeah, it has to be a business. If you just wanted to be a kid and think about, like, like, just do whatever his heart desired, then Electric Forest wouldn't be here for us today because, like, it needs to be profitable enough Mm -hmm. for it to continue. Like, the fact that, like, there's so many businesses that are not thinking about us at all, like, in this, like, world of, like, huge, large corporations that we live in. So the fact that they're trying to, like, use this business to provide us with something actually relatively valuable and Mm -hmm. think about us even the littlest bit like most businesses are not doing that the thing about like the only thing that matters is how to make money yeah 100 percent. and like I I got to talk to him that one time like I won a contest Mm -hmm. I got to FaceTime him I literally bawled afterwards like I was like so overwhelmed but he was just so fucking nice and was like asking me about my channel and then just other things like he dms people a lot i've just dm'd with him like a couple Mm -hmm. times randomly and he genuinely like has asked me questions he like commented on one of my podcasts and was like oh what's your podcast about and i was just talking to him about it so cute yeah i was like you have probably a million people messaging you you don't even have to answer me so like just little things like that i think are important like that's what i take with me too like through my like small channel like I try and answer every single person or every single Mm -hmm. comment if I can because it's like I just want to take the time out of my day if you're going to watch my stuff and like support my stuff then like the least I can do is answer you (laughs) you know what I mean seriously like people like it's a really humbling experience to know that people are taking like 10 minutes out of their day or however long to like hear my voice or hear your voice like that's they can't get that time back and they're choosing that's how they want to spend the day like that's like an honor yeah and like we're I mean yeah and like you said like sometimes you watch like YouTube videos like I just I'm such a like 
big YouTube fan. Like I will put you on in the background. It's like, mm -hmm. I will just, even if the video is something like if you post something about an event that I'm not going to, or somebody posts something like that's completely irrelevant to my life. I'm like, I'm still putting it down in the background and I'll just do my makeup and listen just to like hear yeah. what you have to say. <laughs> Especially cause there's not a ton of like festival content creators. Like I yeah. watch like all of your videos on like how to prepare events. Like even if I'm not going to the yeah. event, you know, like, I've seen so many of your EDC videos on like, even like what security's <laughs> like, like why is that relevant to me? I'm not going, but I'll still yeah. watch every single one of them. Oh, thank you so much. I appreciate that. It's, it's fun. I feel like we have such a fun, like, community that we get to do content around, which is, like, the best part, and it's just, like, such a rewarding experience, like, sharing it with other people, and then mm -hmm. the whole other element of actually meeting people in person and, like, actually seeing them at festivals is crazy, so I'm sure you'll definitely, this year, probably have a lot of people recognize you and come up to you just from seeing your videos. <laughs> I hope so. I've like met a couple people in the past, like a small handful. I think the year where I only had one video up, I like still met like one or two people. I remember being like, how do you know my name? They'd be like, Ashley, I was like, how do you know my name? That sounds so rude, but I was just so confused. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have a name, I have a necklace that says my name on it. So I kind of have a situation like that a lot where people are saying my name and I'm like, what? And they're like, oh, I just read your necklace. <laughs> that was one of those situations. I was like, oh my God, you actually know who I am. Yeah. Hopefully like I'll get to um, meet some more people too. And like yeah. a great part about like you said, like meeting people is that we actually have stuff in common that like I think is important. And I think mm -hmm. I'm like, no, I'm a huge hypocrite because I'm like so addicted to like shopping. And like I said, like <laughs> I like clothes and stuff, but sometimes it just feels like it just feels so shallow sometimes. Mm -hmm. So it's really cool to like meet people that are also interested in like living life, you know, like not like buying like, the next purse and like doing the next thing. Like I actually feel like the people that I meet, like we have a lot in common that I would genuinely want to be friends with, you know, yeah. it's really like rewarding to like have those interactions. Totally. And I like also super random, but I like love watching your channel and I like really appreciate and look up to you so much because I love how you're like so welcoming and I feel like so many people are so like competitive and stuff and like especially within our community people are less like that but I really appreciate how you put on people like that have less followers than you and like just even giving me the opportunity to talk to you today and like on the podcast and shouting me out in your videos it's so nice so many people would never do that so really like look up to how welcoming you are and I hope that I can do that for other people as like other people start their channels. I appreciate that. You're gonna make me cry. I've been emotional this whole week. It's been bad. <laughs> <laughs> no, oh my really god, don't cry. I don't want to make you cry. But I mean it. I seriously like look up to that so much. I think it's so important, like so wise and mature. Like if one of us wins, like we all win. Like we can help each other. Hundred percent. No, I totally agree. I just think it's just so much fun and like this is how I feel. It's been so great to meet you and Aid because we're just like in this together. Like I don't have other friends who are doing this. I'm like, we don't know what we're doing. There's no guide to like, mm -hmm. tell us like how to grow your channel, like what content you should be doing or like, what's the right move for you to do next. You sort of just figure it out as you go. So like having you guys and being able to shoot ideas off of you and just like discuss things has been like the, the best experience ever. So I'm so grateful that I can like bounce ideas off you guys and talk to you and I, I just think like that shared interest we all have um, and like sort of being in this together, like it's just all good. It's all good all around. And mm -hmm. my mom always said to us, treat people the way you want to be treated. She drilled mm -hmm. that into our brain as a kid. 
So I totally get that from her. I'm like, I don't see any sense in like putting other people down. Like you get ahead by supporting others and bringing others like up with you. You're not going to do it alone. So I mm-hmm. totally don't believe in the mentality of like being out for yourself. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Like, I feel like I learned that lesson pretty young as well. Like I learned it when I did cheerleading in high school. I like mm-hmm. went on to the team as a freshman, just feeling like so like lost and like, mm-hmm. I didn't really understand what was going on. Cause I actually didn't do cheerleading for like three years. So I just like somehow made the team and it was just like felt so lost I hadn't done it in so long and just like wishing that someone would like take me under their wing and like guide me and like Mm -hmm. the next year when I was a sophomore when all the new girls started I was like I will like never the last thing I ever want is for anyone to feel like how I felt not that I was like being tortured by any means but like I was like like the way I felt I want to make sure I can make this transition as easy as possible for anybody else so now like going forward it's like feels so rewarding to be able to help people instead of like putting Mm -hmm. other people back in a situation that you didn't like to be in. Right, right, right. I love that. It was awesome. So what's coming up next then for your channel? What can people expect to see from you this year? Well, I'm so excited because I'm (laughs) going to have so many vlogs coming. I think the vlogs are so fun and I'm so lucky that I have like a crazy friend group that like I can (laughs) exploit for content because they're like 10 times funnier than I'll ever be. Um, So I'm going to uh gem and jam in a couple weeks in arizona going to deja vu like i said um i am going to lightning in a bottle electric forest going to this thing called vibey desert um check that out vibey underscore desert on instagram a couple of my friends put that event on out in southern california i also have tickets purchased but no plans yet for edc and for Shambhala, so we'll see oh if that happens. We'll have things like getting ready for those events and like tips and stuff for the events that I have been to and like just wow. stuff for the events I haven't been to. Yeah, I got, I added myself onto the wait list like two months after. Um, to Vegas? After, yeah, after they sold out and I got the tickets like two days ago. I was like, what, uh, uh, are we going to this? <laughs> oh my, oh, have you done that one yet or no? Hmm? Would that be your first time? Yes. Yeah. I'm gonna, I've already been like, okay, I need to watch you and Con Candy's videos. About <laughs> just oh in case. I don't know if I'm going to end up going, but I have the tickets so I can like just drive out there. It might be like a half yeah. send, which is kind of a disgrace for EDC, but yeah. it's like the only way to do it, I might have to. Okay. So you're going to be very busy. Yes. Yeah, so literally so many events planned. And I'm going to try to be uploading those vlogs as soon as possible after. Um, awesome so you guys can all see what those festivals are like so yeah pretty much my youtube channel is the main thing um it's ashley gothier you can search ashley gothier g-a-u-t-h-i-e-r on youtube um and then my instagram handle is just my full name and my twitter handle is the same thing but without the a at the beginning the at is the a okay perfect Well, I'm so excited for all of your content. I can't wait to see what you come up with. And as you grow your channel, like, it's just been awesome to see your growth. So I'm so happy for you. And I can't wait to see you in person finally. (laughs) I'm so excited. I'm so excited to meet you and Aid in person. I can't believe I didn't meet Aid last year. We were supposed to meet, but um, my flight got delayed like seven or eight hours and it just threw the whole thing off so and when I'm at electric force it's my time to like have no care in the world and try Mm -hmm. not to schedule anything so it was just hard after that but yeah excited to meet you guys and for you guys to experience base sector with me dude I know I can't wait it's definitely gonna be one of those festivals like 
I'm, I'm sure like we might plan meetups and do like fun things, but I'm the same as you. Like I fully just want to enjoy it and like be up all, all up in that environment and relax and just explore like as much as possible. So I can't wait to be there. Yeah, definitely don't plan too much stuff. It will do yourself a disservice by like having, um, any sort of like, like cloud over your head of like, I need to go like make, do this thing. Even if that thing is fun, like sometimes scheduling sets, I'm like, Oh, like, I just want to like go wherever the wind blows me. So. Right. 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 Okay. That's definitely the best attitude to have about it. Well, thank you so much for doing this. I really, really appreciate it. It was awesome getting to know you a little better. And, you know, I'm, I'm glad we got to talk. And thank you for sharing all of your tips. I think this will help a lot of people. Yes, hopefully it helps. This is my first podcast. So hopefully I, like, answered the questions properly and, like, gave the answers you were looking for. <laughs> no, you did great. I really, really appreciate it. Alrighty, you guys, that was so fucking awesome. Thank you so much, Ash, for coming on today's episode. Again, you guys, go check her out on YouTube and give her a follow on Instagram at Ashley Gothier. I feel so much better <laughs> and so much more prepared after that conversation. It's one thing to watch videos, to read the Reddit threads, and to go online, um, but to just actually like hear from somebody who's gone and who's done it five times, it just was so much more reassuring, and she just has really helpful tips. She's been through it. She knows the deal, and I feel like she gave me some peace of mind, and she shared some really awesome stories, so you know, it's only January right now, but that got me so hype and it's going to be here before we know it. So I hope you guys learned something new today. I hope you got hype as well. And again, like feel free to reach out. Um, Ashley is more than happy to help you guys with any questions that you have. And again, check out all her YouTube videos if you want to see like specific topics covered. But yeah, huge shout out. Reddit is an incredible resource. They have like mega threads on Electric Forest. So just go follow that community and literally any and all questions you can think of. I've been reading through there religiously and it'll pick up as we get closer to the festival as well. So definitely use that as a resource. That's incredible. The Facebook groups are really big. And and yeah, and just ask around. Um, You know, we're all coming from different areas and stuff like I'm personally going to be flying in and then probably renting a car and driving. So like I had really big questions on how the hell do I fit all of this in a suitcase? Like, how do I fit a tent? How do I fit all this camping materials and all that shit? So, you know, there's like a lot of people answering those types of questions. Um, If you want specific questions on how to set up your campsite, what you should bring, anything like that, definitely go check all that stuff out. But Ashley is so wonderful. I'm so excited to bring her to you guys. I seriously couldn't be more supportive of her. So I really, really hope you enjoyed this episode and this conversation that I had with her. I personally cannot wait to bring you guys my point of view as to what the festival experience is like. I'm going to be doing daily vlogs as I always do for festivals. And like I said, some preparation videos, some things on like what I'm packing, what I'm wearing. So stay tuned on my YouTube channel, Emma Capotis. And yeah, I just can't wait. I can't wait for the vlogs. I can't wait for you to see what comes together. As it gets closer, I'll keep you guys posted on any plans that I have, but I will definitely be doing some sorts of meetups. I'm personally... You know, tickets go on sale tomorrow for group camp. So like literally fingers crossed that I get it. Future Emma, I hope you got the tickets. But um, I'm staying in a group camp with the Lunchbox team and the Lunchbox fam. So I'm so excited to be experiencing it. 
um, with all of them and we have so many fun things planned for group camp so that is going to be like a whole experience that I can't wait to show you guys um, in itself so so pumped about that and this lineup in general like again I just have to say it's so eclectic it's not something that I typically not all these artists that I would listen to a lot of them I don't know that is the most appealing thing to me about this festival lineup you know it's rare that I get to see so many artists in one weekend that I haven't seen before so I'm totally about wandering discovering new music I feel like that's the point of this um like Ashley was saying there's so many hidden gems there's so many things to do and see so really like if you're going get out there get in the forest early explore maybe separate from your friends as long as you're being safe and just go wander around by yourself meet new people go to the RV parties like I want to do it all so it's going to be a lot to squeeze in one weekend but I'm very very excited for it so anyway super pumped about that hope you guys enjoyed this episode please share it with your fams today send it to a friend a coworker, your mom your dad whoever I don't care um tag me in your Instagram stories and on Twitter at rave culture cast and at Emma Capotis I really really appreciate you guys doing that tag electric forest in it too I would love for them to hear this episode that would be really really cool um but anyway I'm gonna take a quick break and then we'll get into EDM news and then wrap it up Alrighty, you guys. So what do we have for news today? I wanted to share with you. I know we're in mid-January now, but there was a really cool list that was released from 1001tracklists.com. They released their recaps of 2019. I thought it was really interesting. So I wanted to share that with you just so you can, you know, get a recap of the year and see where they were at. So for them, these were their top 10 festivals whose track lists received the most views in 2019. So number one, Tomorrowland, Belgium, no surprise there, was viewed 798,000 times. Second festival, Ultra Miami, viewed 500,000 times. Third, EDC Las Vegas, 304,000 times. Fourth was Tomorrowland Winter, 117K. Five, EDC Mexico, shout out, uh, 84K. And then we have Creamfields, DEFCON 1, EZU, Ultra Europe, and Lost Lands. So those are your top 10 festivals that were viewed the most on 1001 track lists. Okay, so this is cool too. This was the top tracks of 2019. So these are the top 10 most DJ supported tracks of 2019. Should we start from the bottom and go up? I think that's more fun. <laughs> Um, number 10 was Grapevine by Tieso. Shout out Tieso, that's awesome. Number nine was I Feel It by Left Wing. Number eight, I'm Not Alone, Camel Fat Remix, Cal- Calvin Harris's song. Number seven, I love this song, Fever by Don Diablo and Sid. This song is so good. Love that one. Another great one, Breathe by Camel Fat and Kristoff absolute banger I love that one live is like that hits different number five nobody else by Axwell number four king of my castle by Keanu Silver Silva the Don Diablo edit shout out Don Diablo we love him this was a great one number three piece of your heart by Medusa which also was nominated for a Grammy award great fucking song that one was that one was a pretty big one of 2019 and then number one and two both Fisher guys 
Number two, You Little Beauty by Fisher. And number one, Losing It by Fisher. No surprise there at all. Fisher had a huge year in, I would say, like end of 2018 into 2019. So that was really cool. Top labels of 2019. These are the top 10 labels with the most DJ supported tracks out of the top 300 tracks of 2019. All right. Number 10, Virgin Records. Nine, Stamped Records. Eight, Protocol Recordings. Seven, Spinning Deep. Six, Tool Room Records. Five, Hell Deep Records. Hey, shout out Oliver Heldens. Four, Axtone Records. Three, Hexagon Records. Shout out Don Diablo. Number 10, Musical Freedom Records. And number one, Spinning Records. Damn, son. I didn't realize Spinning was still number one. That's pretty cool. All right, and then this is the last one, which I thought this was a really fun one to share. These are the top sets of 2019. So these are the top 10 most viewed track lists in 2019. These are the top sets that you guys listen to. A couple on here, absolutely not surprising to me at all, and I listen to them. Okay, number 10, Armin Van Buren, Ultra Main Stage, uh, Miami 2019. That was such a good set. High, 10 out of 10 recommend. Oh my god, are these all Ultra? Number nine, Alesso, Main Stage, Ultra Miami. Eight, Afrojack, Main Stage, Ultra Miami. Number seven, Nikki Romero, Main Stage, Ultra Miami. Number six, The Chainsmokers, I can't. The Chainsmokers, Main Stage, Ultra Miami. Number five, Martin Garrix, Main Stage, Ultra Miami. Number four, Oliver Heldens, Main Stage, Ultra Miami. You guys, I've said this before. I think I said it in my top EDM, the top EDM of 2019, my episode on it. The Oliver Heldens Ultra Miami set from this year is fucking fire. It is so good. His combination, he plays like a little bit of his high-low tracks. He went a little techno on main stage, like, and it was a sunset set. Oh my God, it's pure fire. That man can do no wrong. Um, number three, Tiesto Main Stage, Weekend One of Tomorrowland, Belgium. Number two, Timmy Trumpet, Main Stage, Weekend One, Tomorrowland. That surprised me. I'm not like the biggest Tom- Timmy Trumpet fan, but he's really fun. But like, damn, son, he was number two overall. Number one, Marshmallow, Main Stage, Ultra Miami. That was a big set too. I mean, I- Marshmallow is pretty global at this point. So that's like not very surprising to me because he's pretty mainstream. But anyway, so those are your top sort of like tracks records sets um of the year i thought that was really interesting and another cool recap just to reflect on where our musical interests were this year so we love that um a couple more things in the news here uh tickets for base canyon and lost lands go on sale soon they may already be up at this point but um excision was just teasing that today base canyon is august 28th to the 30th lost lands is happening september 25th to the 27th so stay tuned if you guys are interested in those festivals okay you guys governor's ball released their lineup for this year and it's really good it's really good i'm whispering that because if you guys know i went to governor's ball i don't know why i'm whispering i went to governor's ball for the second time this year, I just went Saturday, I think. I vlogged it. Was not great. Not great. I didn't have the best things to say about it, to be honest with you. I didn't love it the first time I went, so I wasn't surprised that I didn't love it the second time I went, but I 
went because Zoo was on the lineup. And there were some other cool artists like Casey Musgraves and like some people I've never seen that I was like, all right, you know, it's it's right in New York. I'll just go for the day. My biggest problem with it that I said then was it was very young. So it was 16 plus at the time. And it was basically just like a bunch of drunk teenagers. And again, I'm not a fan of mixed genres. There's too much dead time in between when they switch acts rather than like an EDM festival where there's like always something going on. So I don't know. And the lineup was like, eh. So I didn't love it and I said in the vlog I wouldn't be back I wouldn't do it again but then I reported on the podcast a couple months ago that they I think this is their 10th year anniversary I want to say um they made some changes to the festival policies that I was pretty happy about they said that their age policy was changing so I believe it's 18 plus now and if you are under 18 you have to be an accompanied by an adult So that was a change. They said they were beefing up their VIP options and offerings and that they were adding more water refill stations. So that all sounds great. I was very in favor of that. I think those are positive changes. And then they dropped the lineup today. And I I'm not kidding. I had a couple of my friends text me and be like, oh, shit, like we have to go this year. And I was like, fuck, you're right. We do. (laughs) So I don't know if I'll go all three days just because Randall's Island is a pain in the ass to get to. It's the same location as where Electric Zoo is, just so you guys have reference. Their artwork is beautiful, too. Actually, their poster is really well designed. It's cool. So. I mean, the lineup's great. I'll just call out a couple. Again, this is a mixed genre festivals, but so many of the performers and singers I'm so excited to see, which is like rare for me. So they have Tame Impala. I don't listen to them, but I know that's a big one. Missy Elliott, Flume, not surprised Flume's on here. Vampire Weekend, that would be fun. Stevie Nicks, Literal Legend, Solange, Miley Cyrus, which fuck yes, I would go see Miley. I would, that would be so good. Ellie Golding. Love her. Rufus DeSoul. That was the first thing I saw when I looked at the poster. I was like, oh shit, Rufus DeSoul. Portugal the Man, um, John Bellion, Carly Rae Jepsen, Marin Morris. I've never seen her, but she has a beautiful voice. I would see her. Of Monsters and Men? Like what? That would be crazy. Bleachers, Banks, Griffin. You guys know how I feel about Griffin. Would not miss him. Maddion is on here. That's awesome. Alessia Cara. Guys, I love Alessia Cara. She's fucking great. She's one of phenomenal women and her voice is incredible, but I just like love her music. Girl Talk. What a throwback. If you guys haven't heard of Girl Talk, the last time I heard of Girl Talk was when I was a freshman or sophomore in college so we're talking 2009 2010 we're talking 11 years ago now at this point girl talk was like probably one of my actually now that I think about it I've been this is this has all been a lie I've been saying life in color 2011 was my first EDM show but it wasn't really because I saw girl talk my freshman year and sophomore year of college. So Girl Talk was my first EDM show, I guess. I don't know. He literally was like a DJ, but he just played crazy mashups and did the weirdest shit on stage. He would have these like literal leaf blowers with toilet paper attached to them and would blow toilet paper all over the crowd and throw fucking crazy floaties and shit. So the fact that Girl Talk is on here, no idea what the man's been up to the last 10 years, but that's pretty cool. I would not miss that. Anyway, Arizona. Arizona is a really great band. I went to high school with the singer and one of the other guys in the band. So that's really funny. Who else is on here that I was excited about? LCD Sound System. That's pretty cool. Uh, I think that was pretty much it. Max. I like Max. He's a good singer. 
And I think that was it. But yeah, I mean, I think there were enough EDM artists on there that I would be excited. I would love to see Rufus, uh, Maddion, Griffin, and then really just a lot of these singers and bands I would be so down for. So I probably will do one day, if not two. It depends. They do sell single day tickets. But again, you guys, I am selling tickets to that. So DM me if you want more information on that. Uh, last up, the Miami citizens apparently are suing the city of Miami to possibly prevent Ultra from happening. Don't have too much information on that. That's been circulating amongst the news. But I'm pretty sure Ultra is going to happen. It makes the city of Miami so much fucking money and brings so much tourism to the city. So I highly doubt they're going to prevent it from happening. But anyway, you guys, um, I'm still TBD on Ultra. I'm trying to figure out my spring plans. But as soon as I have something solidified, I will let you guys know what I'm going to. But anyway, that's all I got for you guys. My battery is dying on my camera, so I got to wrap this up. Again, thank you all so much for sticking with me and for listening to the podcast today. Thank you, Ashley, for coming on at Ashley Gothier. If you guys want to go follow her again, I would Please love it if you would rate and review, subscribe, follow, tag me in your stories at Rave Culture Cast and at Emma Capotis. And yeah, I think that's all I've got for you guys. So I will be back next Wednesday with a really fun interview that I can't wait to share with you guys. So definitely tune in and I will talk to you next week. Bye guys. Stand